0: God is good, and all the time, give him another hand clap of praise. Make a couple of announcements before I get started. Uh, we, Lord willing, will be having our Bible study and uh, on Wednesday night, seven thirty, and we're going to be uh, uh, teaching Wednesday night uh, about thank you. Um, in the potter's hands, Wednesday night at seven thirty in the potter's hands, hallelujah, I don't know how you feel about it, but I want to I want to let Jesus be the potter and mold me the way he wants me. I want to become pliable in his hands. He's the craftsman he's the one that knows. How to do it, can you say amen? Amen. He's the one that's got the skill. And um, so we need to um, uh, uh, let God do that, and we will find our life will be blessed and richer for it. So this Wednesday night, this coming um, uh, Saturday, is going to be the trunk retreat, uh, uh, and we will have that from 5 to 7. Uh, there will be candy for the children that uh, that come in. There's also going to be some games going on, different things, activities, uh, and uh, uh, everybody that's going to be uh, participating. I think supposed to be here at what time? Three o'clock. Get set up because we want everything ready to go. Everything ready to go when the uh, uh, the children starts trickling in and coming in. At five o'clock, uh, I tell you, uh, if I, our children are all grown and um, grandchildren uh, f- uh, for that uh, for that matter, and um, I don't think it's safe for uh, really to let your kids out in some of the, some of the neighbors nowadays. <coughs> and um, we're making this a place of safety. Where people can come and bring their children and just have a a good time and fellowship and we will be doing this this coming Saturday so everybody please uh, remember that and we can use all the help and there's we still need more more candy um, and uh, you can get some bring it and drop it in a thing back there Wednesday night or I'm gonna bring it with you Saturday, but uh, we still need uh, some candy. Amen. At least enough where I can stick my pockets full. Uh, I can say that because Shelly's not here. I hope. She, I don't know. She may be watching now. I don't know that if I, I'm in trouble if she is. <laughs> uh, she's got an eagle eye for sure about that. Praise the Lord. Well. I'm going to, by the grace of God, try to finish the message that I started this morning. Uh, The Lord um, dealt with me on the subject, and I really felt like that um, it, um, it was for somebody, and probably more than one, here this morning. And I want to pick up where I left off and try to complete this message today. And we're going to go back. And read again from um, Psalms chapter 11, the first seven verses of the um, 11th chapter of Psalms. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And this is what it reads like In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain? Because look, for, for look. The wicked bend their bow, they make ready their hour on the string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Now David's back talking again. His eyes behold, his eyelid test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous. But the wicked and the one who loves violence his soul hates. Upon the wicked he will rain coals. Fire and brimstone and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Let's pray. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for this service tonight and what we have heard and experienced so far. And now as we go into your holy word, I'm asking that you will speak to us tonight. Speak to those that are here in the auditorium, and then also those who may be watching by means of the internet this evening. Bless us, give us strength, guide us, help us, Lord, in the battles that we face day by day, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' holy mighty name. Let the church say, amen Amen and amen. We are speaking on a subject titled when Satan says, it's all over. Amen. And the devil would like for you to believe exactly that. When you get your back against the wall and you get caught, as the fellow says, between a rock and a hard place, the devil will try to whisper in your ear, and say, why don't you just give up? Why don't you just stop? Or why don't you just take off and just run and go the other way? Because you got, and the Sister Kathy, I think, said in her testimony tonight, you're surrounded. You're surrounded with people that's got the bows drawn back, and they're ready to shoot at you. And this was what was going on. I'm going to kind of touch on this before I move on because this you need to understand what was going on when uh the Psalms was written. Uh David had was not king yet and um he uh he was trying to outrun and keep two steps ahead uh of King Saul because Saul was hunting him doing everything he could to try to get David killed and um he had jealousy in his heart and um he was afraid of David that he knew he knew that the spirit of God had already left him because of his wickedness and um he knew that uh, if left alone David was going to take his place and so he was doing everything he could do Amen to catch David. And David was going from one place to the other. Amen. And David had a group of friends that was with him. And um our our psalm starts out with David speaks first. He said, In the Lord I put my trust. And he said, How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird um, to your mountain? Because look, the wicked, it bends their bow and they make ready their arrow on the string. You see, David had some friends and they probably had good intentions. But they were giving David advice that was not so very good advice. They were telling David, say, look, you better just leave. You better get out of Dodge, as I told you this morning. uh, Because you're surrounded and uh, those that desire to have your life are are trying to kill you. And, you know, Saul was then tore down the foundations. I mean, everything that you thought it could be, I mean, it's hopeless now. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. Amen. And I can't guarantee you if the devil can make you look at any situation that you go through and make you think, well, it's just hopeless. He's gonna do it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. But when the devil says it's over, you need to look back at that boogerman and say it ain't over. The God says it's over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The devil don't have control over you. He don't have charge of you. Hallelujah. I tell you what, some of you need to do, you need to do just what like I get I get so tickled at the little word. Children that I carry on my bus sometimes, uh, I can, as I'm driving down the road, and and I can, I can hear some of the things that's going on behind me, and uh, they'll uh, uh, sometimes some of them are little fellows, uh, uh, you know, first and second graders, you know, get to fussing with one another, and one of them, one of them, will just you know, uh, put their hand on the head and say, "Well, you ain't the boss of me." Well, I'm telling you tonight, some of us need to look at the devil and tell him the same thing. Can you say amen? You need to let the devil know that he don't have no control over you. (coughs) Hallelujah. All his friends were giving him advice, but it was the wrong advice. It was advice of fear. And as I said this morning uh the people that you keep company with amen has 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 the power to bring you down or lift you up And there are people right now is not in church and having problem in a lot of areas because of so called friends. Can you say amen? amen? I know people, some people trying to get over addictions and different things, bad habits. And they don't have a chance because they got they got so called friends giving them bad advice, taking them the wrong way. I'm gonna tell you something, it's a whole lot better if you're willing to look at somebody and tell them bye-bye so you can be able to look at Jesus and say, I'm going to be with you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because even sometimes when they don't realize it, our friends can be used by the enemy. Hallelujah. Our friends can be used by the enemy to, to get us down and to keep us down. And the way is down. But David said, In the Lord, I'm gonna put my trust. It don't matter how I'm surrounded. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn and run. I'm not gonna give up. I remember when an old gray haired prophet by the name of Samuel came by my house one day, and I still was young. And he poured anointing oil on me, and he said, The Lord has anointed you to be king. Hallelujah. As I told you this morning, this wasn't David's first rodeo. He had been surrounded a lot of times. He'd had his back up against the wall a lot of times. When he was just young, Hallelujah. He had a bear come against him. He had a lion come against him as he was a shepherd in the field watching his dad's flock. That's why he said, in the Lord I put my trust. This morning I preached to you about a name which you can depend. David knew that name. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and are safe. I'm here to tell you tonight there's no safer place to be than in the arms of Jesus. Hallelujah. It don't matter what's going on in the world. Why should we keep talking about what's happening in the world? We're not of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. I am a child of the King. Sometimes it might help you to look in your mirror and say, you are a child of the King. Now the devil will whisper in your ear and try to make you feel all bad. Well, you ain't the child of the king. You messed up here and you've done this, you've done, you've done that. You just need to tell him I've had the blood of Jesus applied to my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Brother Paul, when I had that blood applied to me, it took care of my sins, past, present, and future. Right. I want to encourage somebody tonight. The night that I knelt at the altar and I repented of my sins. Hallelujah. And Jesus cleansed me and he washed me and he forgave me of my sins. He knew that in the future there was going to be more sins in my life. But his blood is sufficient to take care of your mess ups past, present, and future. If you believe that, give him a hand clap of praise. I'm going to move on to the second point that God will allow test of faith. Hallelujah. God will allow test of faith. I, I get this from what David said that uh, the Lord tests the righteous. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something tonight, church. There's going to be some times that God is going to allow your faith to be tested. There are going to be some times that uh, we're going to be put to the test to see what kind of metal we're really made of. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. God never lets nothing come upon you to try to destroy you, but I like I like the saying that I've heard going or going around that whatever don't kill you makes you stronger. I seen a little cartoon on Facebook one time, and it was a little bitty old mouse. He was laying uh, down on his back right right under. that little mouth said whatever don't kill you makes you stronger Lord, Lord, when you get through this situation that you're going through and you're able to laugh at the devil's face and he don't get you down the next time the next test or the next trial that you're going to go through it's, you're going to be stronger each and every trial you go through makes you stronger God allows test. Amen. Um, put up the scripture there and we're going to read uh, Genesis 22 and 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Woo! What a test. Think about that for a moment. It took Abraham a hundred years to get the promised child. That's a long time. He waited a long time. That promise finally was came and it was answered. But when this child grew, he got to be a teenager. Guy wakes him up, talks to him one day. He says, I want you to take that boy that you love. And I want you to take him to Mount Moriah and on one of the one of the places that I tell you I want you to make a sacrifice of him unto me. Now let me tell you something and I want you to understand this. God never intended for Abraham to kill his boy. That wasn't in God's plan. That boy was the bloodline from which Jesus was going to come. Come on now look. Get a hold of that, Amen. That couldn't have happened in the first place, because if that if that could have happened, that would automatically right there cut off the birth of Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because that was the special bloodline, and uh, and you can t- go in the Bible for the genealogy, and you can trace it all the way back. God never intended it, but yet. He had to test Abraham. He had to make sure that Abraham uh, loved God more than anything else. Let me ask you a question. Amen. Who do we love the most tonight? Who do we love the most? Jesus said, unless a, a man comes unto me and hates, and he don't hate his father, mother, sister, and brother, and all all, listen, all them family members, so he cannot be my disciple. Now, we know God's a God of love. He's not a God of hate. And he wasn't talking literally there. But what he was talking about, that you got to put God before you put everybody else. You cannot put nobody ahead of God. And I'm going to tell you if somebody that expects you to put them ahead of God they're not your friend anyway. Come on somebody. There will be tests to your faith from time to time. God does not desire merely, merely lip service, but he wants to know our true devotions. Hallelujah. He wants to know our true devotion. So when these friends come to David and they said, listen, we're surrounded. Amen. You better run. Amen. Why in the world? David didn't understand it. He said, how can you come to me and tell me that? I trust in the Lord. But those friends God was using as a test to see what David would do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God had plans on him being a king. And let me tell you something, God could not have a king of Israel who was going to tuck tail and run every time he got surrounded. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God, David had a kingship in his future and he had to be tested to see whether or not he was going to trust God in every situation. Because there's going to be times in my life, there's going to be times in your life that you're going to be surrounded. You're going to be surrounded with problems, hardships. You're going to be both surrounded with health issues. Hallelujah. Just because you serve God don't mean it's going to be a bed of roses, like I said this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God was using those friends to test David to see whether or not he would run, to see whether or not he would just give up, And listen to the devil when the devil said, you know, it's over. There ain't no hope. I don't care how hopeless things look in your life. As long as you got Jesus, you got hope. As long as you got the Lord, Brother Brother Douglas, you got a way out. There might not appear to be a way out, but there's a way out. The Bible said there's no temptation taking you that such is common to man, but the Lord with the temptation has provided a way out. Guess what? Every trial that you have, every situation, when God allows it to come to your life, within that trial, God has got hid within it a way for you to escape. He ain't going to leave you hopeless, hallelujah. He ain't going to leave you out in the rain, now, here's the problem. Some people just sit in the corner and don't look for the way out. But you know what? I have a feeling that if you're in a burning house and that house is on fire, I don't think that you're just going to continue to sit there and operate the remote control. I believe that's going to be one time that you're going to throw down Facebook. Come on, somebody. And you're going to be finding a way out of there. Hallelujah. And I've watched it enough. Amen. I know if that happens, I'm going to get down as low as I can get, and I'm going to crawl until I can get to a way out. Because when when I stay low, I'm out of that smoke. Hallelujah. That's how it needs to be spiritually. When you're trapped and you don't think there's a way out, Amen. You need to look for that way out, because God has already promised you He's made a way out. Hallelujah. Now, there's one other thing that David said that I want to share with you tonight, and that is God dwells in His temple. God dwells in His temple. And that's important for me and you to know when the devil's talking to us and telling us it's all over. David said when he was answering his friends back, he said the Lord is in his holy temple. How is that important to me when I'm surrounded and everything is going wrong and everybody that talks to me, everybody that gives me advice is telling me to give up, throw my hands and quit. I'm surrounded. How does it help me to know the Lord is in his temple? First of all, this building right here, it's a nice looking building. It's pretty and all that. But this place ain't God's temple. When we all say the benediction and we leave here, this just becomes another house. Hallelujah. Because The people, the people is where God dwells. Do you you hear me? David further answered his friends by saying, The Lord is in his holy temple. And for those of us who live in this dispensation, the significance to that is far greater. Now back then, The Shekinah glory was behind the veil in the temple in Jerusalem. But how many knows when Jesus died on the cross, what happened to that veil? It was rent. I imagine them high priests that was operating that day, and can you imagine what they Man, I imagine they were scared to death. Hallelujah. That thing just I mean, nobody could get into the presence of the Lord. But because of what Jesus did at Calvary, God uh, provided a way. And you don't have to travel a thousand miles, a hundred miles, fifty miles to go somewhere, amen, to, to find the Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen. God dwells in his holy temple, David said. What does that mean for us? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse 16. The last scripture that I'm going to have tonight. Paul told the Corinthians, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You're his temple. I'm his temple. You're his temple. And David said, the Lord dwells. What? Oh, glory. Man, I don't know about you, but that makes me rejoice amen, especially when I'm surrounded, amen, and there, are people got their bow and arrows headed toward me, hallelujah, glory to God, I don't have to go somewhere and look for the Lord, I don't have to drop on my knees and say, God, where are you at? Because wherever I have, God's at. Oh, hallelujah! Oh my God. Hallelujah. It don't matter if I'm in the city, I'm in the country. Hallelujah. Wherever I'm at, God is there. Because this right here is His temple. Glory to God. And I'm an overcoming child of the King. Give Him praise. We are the temple of the Lord. The Spirit of God dwells in us. The devil attacks you in the middle of the night, Sister Tina. You don't have to get up and, and dress and drive all the way across town to come over here to this building to find God. You find him right there where you're at. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Paul, you like me. You live out there in the middle of nowhere. Hallelujah. Right out there. When I, you know, I, I, I said, I think, you know, I'm going to. I've saved up a little money. I think I'm going to take Sister Darlene on a vacation. I said, I said, babe, we're going to go on a vacation. She said, well, good. Where are we going? I said, I think we'll go to Cheap Hill. Now, <laughs> yeah, you got to know Cheatham County to understand what I mean. Hallelujah. But way out there at Cheap Hill, Brother Paul, you don't have to leave Cheap Hill to find God. You don't have to come over here to, amen, to find God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you are the temple of God. Hallelujah. And if you need him at 2 o'clock in the morning, he's there. Amen. God. Amen. Anywhere you are, he's there. He's there. Conclusion. I want you to remember that when David's friends tried to get him to run, they said Saul had destroyed the foundations. In other words, they were telling David, it's all over. The devil was using them to say, David, it's all over. King Saul has done a lot of damage. Amen. We don't even know if Jerusalem is worth a good king ruling over no more. You know what? That's how come I still got hope for America. I know there's been a lot of different politicians on both sides of the fence down through the years that's done a lot of damage to this country. And I can I, I can honestly say that there's a lot of things happening today that I never would have believed that would be happening in this country. But guess what? God is still in control. Uh, Maybe it was Douglas who said said it a while ago. Let me tell you something. The Bible said it's God who raises up kings and takes them down. As long as he's got a church, as long as he's got a people willing to pray, willing to seek the Lord, God can change things in a moment's time. Hallelujah. Church, as I said at the beginning of this, it's not over until God says it's over. And we will always put our trust in God. Let's stand. that you're going to trust God no matter what. That you're not going to listen to the devil. Even if the devil's speaking through your very best friend, they might not even know that he's using them. They may be innocent in the situation. But you need to learn, like David did, that I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm going to stand for the Lord no matter what. And I'm going to sing sing that chorus tonight to give anybody an opportunity to come and pray if they feel like praying. Amen. I'm going to let this world and everything in it just go on by. I'm going to stand by Jesus. I'll stand for Jesus and let the world go by. promise he will supply we'll walk together the Lord and I I'll stand for Jesus and let this world go by when it's time to depart from the soul body of mine.